Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. As always, I am the overseer, Michael, and joining me is the big sexy scorch beast, Adrian. Ooh, so sexy. And a poorly programmed Mr. Farmhand, it's Matthew. Error. Bethesda <laughs> servers missing. And if you haven't guessed by our clever names for this week, or by the title of the podcast for the past fortnight, we've been playing Fallout 76, the survival game made by Bethesda, set in the world of Fallout. This is also our 40th episode, and I'm sorry we've broken tradition and decided to not do something interesting. No, no, no. Hey, hey, well, I was actually looking at this. I I was going to say the exact same thing. Episode 10, we did a board game. Episode 20, we did a indie Perth game. Uh, then episode 30, we did another, we did a card game, Magic the Gathering, pretty big one. And then for episode 40, we're reviewing a pile of trash. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to review a game in early access. No, wait, hold on. <laughs> full release? <laughs> Is he saying full release? It's full release, sorry. My bad. Okay, now before, we do have good things to say about this game if anyone's a fan of it. But before we get into it, we, let's, we've got a quick spot of news. Yeah, the only new real news, like nothing super exciting seems to have happened over the past fortnight, but I did hear Pokemon Go, and this is relevant to our next game, Pokemon Go has battles, like finally, trainer battles, I believe, and a league. PvP? Yeah. I don't know about a league. I thought PvP was coming because they introduced costumes for Brock and Misty that you can buy and you can dress up as them, and I thought, hang on a second, are they doing... And then they released... It's just a picture on Twitter of... It just looks like someone in it about to battle, like the classic arena that they have in the Pokemon show. Mm-hmm. But my expectations are low. As much really? as I play this game so much, I the system for Pokemon Go is very different than other Pokemon games when it comes to battling, like in the raids. That's true. So I have very low hopes for PvP. Interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see how it goes. Do you think it'll be one of those things, much like how Pokemon Go has felt overall, is like they'll release it kind of a bit wonky, but then clean it up over the course of a few months, and then by the end it'll be worth trying? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully that's a plan. But either way, uh, you guys don't even freaking bother facing me, because I'm pretty sure neither of you have legendaries to take on my... I have a Kangaskhan. That's, that's a not a legendary. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm just saying, if you guys are jealous, you, like, you can be jealous. That's all right. But Kangaskhan is really good in Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah. Pikachu and Eevee, which is coming up for the next Fortnite game. That is our next podcast game, episode 41. Uh, I've got Pikachu. Adrian has Pikachu. I have Pikachu as well. Okay. Who wants Eevee? Seriously, uh, seriously. Okay, I do have an argument for Eevee. Because okay. as Pikachu, you can get the special moves, the special partner moves. So you can get electric, flying, and a, I think a water type move. I don't know, I haven't done it, because I, I, I already reset my game. <laughs> um, but Eevee, you can get any kind. You can get a fairy move, a grass move. You can You can sweep so many different kinds of... Well, so many I- types... I 
I was going to get Eevee because I was like, yo, if I can evolve my Eevee into a Jolteon and have my Jolteon follow me around, yes. But no, you're stuck with an Eevee, which is like, fine, that's the decision. But then I was like, well, if it's just Eevee versus just Pikachu, I'd rather go with Pikachu. The allure of Eevee is the evolution. It's in the name. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, man, I've been thinking this since Pokemon Yellow. I want to evolve my Raichu, right? Ash's Pikachu doesn't want to evolve. That's Ash. I'm not Ash. My name is Matt. With a good Pikachu that... Also, you can't use held items to make your Pikachu good. It, it's it's a travesty. We'll, we'll, we'll discover... <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss it next fortnight. Yeah. For now, we have another... Uh, another game, yes. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into it, I just want to say, please review uh, and like, subscribe, whatever. This isn't YouTube, so you can't like a podcast. But please review, and you can review highly, you can review poorly. Review so that we know where you want us to take the show, such as games, or maybe you want us to do... Remember that one time I did... Uh, are you smarter than a fifth scraker? That was fun. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Killing Floor 2 is the episode. <laughs> yeah, come on. If you've got any feedback at all, we'll take all kinds. We uh, even take it on our live gaming stream on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash grindtime underscore TV. Uh, always keen to hear feedback, how we can make it better for you. And who should be listening to feedback is Bethesda. Oh, yes. So before we talk about the game itself, let's just talk about what Bethesda's been up to for a bit. (laughs) Shall I I take you guys on a journey here? Yes. Yes. Go for it. So I've been on Reddit this whole time, and they are ravenous, they are angry, they will never buy another Bethesda game again. Morrowind has gone from game of all time to part of EA, you know? They have been vilified. And the reasons are these. So the very first one is that PC gamers can't get a refund at all because the way that Bethesda store works. Yeah, didn't they take it off of Steam or something? Like, they could get refunds, but then they stopped? I don't recall it ever actually being on Steam, but if that's true, that's even worse. I did hear that people they were knew. getting refunds, but then it got stopped. Or they just avoided putting it out on Steam so that people can't get refunds. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And yeah, so if they played it and they went, hang on a second, this isn't a mainline Fallout game. I've I've been had. No refund. Uh, and I don't blame people. Like, I mean, refunds should be allowed in any capacity, I- but... Uh, it, I guess they're not on Steam, so they can't really allow it. It's straight it's up illegal here yeah, in Australia. That's true. It's an interesting thing, though, to to have a refund for something you don't like. I've heard that a lot of the PC gamers, they can't even get refunds for uh, like unplayability. Some Some players have gone, my computer... Like something, it. my computer should be able to, but but your game is so broken, it won't run correctly. I would like a refund, and they won't even do that because it is. A, we, I, I talked recently to a manager of a of a restaurant about people 
ordering something and then wanting a refund because they simply don't like the dish. There's nothing wrong with the dish, but they don't like it. As gamers, we do have that right within a time frame to simply say, no, I don't like this and get a refund. Should we? Should we have that right or should we... Should we just do more research in advance? And then in that case, did Bethesda tell us enough about 76 in advance? I guess it's a little different because food is like you eat it and then you're done. So you can't, if you ate it, it must have been fine, you know? Whereas like if you started a meal and was like, oh, I guess if you don't like it, it's different. But this, I don't know, it's different because it's like, it's something you can give back and then not have any more. Yeah. Um, whereas when you eat a burger, it's gone. <laughs> I'm <laughs> pretty sure that's... Yeah. If, they, if pretty... you take one bite, they have to get rid of it. Yeah. No, but I'm pretty sure with Hungry Jack's, if you don't finish the burger, you can take it back and get a refund. So a uh, life pro tip. And for our American listeners, Hungry Jack's is Burger King, but in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Refunds are in a bit of a weird spot. Steam's really good because I bought something. I was listening to the Game Club podcast from over east and they were playing this game and they were like, oh, it's really good. And then I downloaded it on Steam, bought it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just not for me. It sounds cool, but it, the game style is just not for me. So I um, I refunded it. I'm like, this is brilliant. And then the same thing happened, but on PlayStation... But PlayStation is like, no, you've already played it once. The second you play it for the first time, you cannot refund it. So you can buy something on the PlayStation Store, download it, and then refund it. But if you play it at all first, and I don't like that. I reckon you should be able to demo something. It it should be like Spelunky has a demo. So if you buy it, well, you know, you can't get a refund because that's what the demo was for. You've made the mistake yourself. Whereas, say, Fallout 76, I do not believe there is a demo on the PlayStation Store. So you should be able to get that refund because how, how would you have known? I tell you what, if they keep drop, dropping those prices, it's going to become a demo, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys see this game coming free to play? Uh, one day. I'm, I'm imagining one day, yes. It's... But not in the near future. I'm calling it now June PlayStation Plus game. In June. So it's like yep. what, six months away, seven months yep. away. I mean, it when did drop... Bethesda finally loses hope. <laughs> yeah, it did drop price like already in like two weeks, three weeks Destiny it's been out. Destiny 2 is now basically free to play. Yeah. yeah. It was free on, um, I think, PS Plus, And then it was free for a time on the Blizzard net. And that is a much better game. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, well, let's let's continue not with the game, but with Bethesda. So there's nothing intrinsically wrong with the game when they advertise this canvas bag to come with a special edition, two hundred dollars. It was a really good looking backpack with like made out of canvas, like that really good tough material. Yeah. But what they got was a shitty nylon, not even like a blend. It was just like straight up nylon. Just straight up like you look like it was made for a small hamster tent when you go camping like that material it's just not good yeah and i heard like i've heard mixed like different things someone source has told said to me like uh yeah 
so that happened and then the person contacted and was like hey can i get a refund because i was expecting canvas you advertised canvas i got nylon and they're like no we're not giving refunds and we didn't do canvas because we couldn't afford it or something and then got nothing but other sources have said oh well they got a five dollar compensation in game or something yeah and here's why that is shitty because one, five dollars is not worth that canvas bag. Like, if you really wanted that canvas bag, a good canvas bag could go for. Or, I mean, it is technically worth two hundred dollars because you can't get it without buying the two hundred dollar edition. That's so true. technically, this shitty nylon bag is worth two hundred dollars. Uh, and so compensating five dollars worth of in-game currency, uh, in, I think the people of the Fallout subreddit figured out. That that is legally a settlement, and uh, yeah. that by so do not accept it. Yeah, by accepting it, you have settled, and you will not be able to get anything back. And it's only five dollars worth of in-game currency. Like that's that's not a lot. You know what five dollars in-game currency will get you? Like a hairstyle, and a or a pose. If you want to do a thumbs up, the okay, that is so bullcrap. The poses are so bullcrap, but I don't care about that because it's aesthetic. Like, it, well, I don't care. There's still like, got to be a price, like, a good price amount on a game. Like, yeah. on, on microtransactions. Like, sure. Like, if it's just aesthetic, that's fine. But it, you can't be charging, like, 20 30 $40 just as a random number for, like, a hairstyle. Like, I no, think they've like, got it's everything. It's bad. Like, it's bad. I think they've got business. it all wrong. I think they've got the supply and demand all wrong. And everything should be, like, worth 10 cents, right? But they need to pump that store so hard that there's so many things that you're like oh look at that that's nice and it's only mm. 10 cents and then you then you buy all of these things and suddenly you're like oh look at that new one and it's only 10 cents and then you go to buy you know like, you know what i'll just buy some atoms i'll just buy some oh the smallest i can buy is ten dollars but that's a really cool pose and that pose is only 10 cents so then yeah, you buy it. You'd be like, that for would... ten dollars, I could get like a hundred or or a thousand different things, you know? Yeah, and then you buy it, and then you do it, and then Bethesda would make a lot of money. But they're dumb, and they're making a stupid thing like a dress is five dollars. What the hell? Yeah, it's not even. It's aesthetic as well. It's not like it is a special radiation proof dress. <laughs> it's just. It's just cosmetic. Aesthetic. And so they got all these cosmetics. They have eighty-two dollars worth of cosmetics right now. And all of it is actually reused from Fallout 4. Okay, so like they've reused the the textures and stuff and the, the exact clothing from Fallout 4 yeah. and just ported it over. Now, I what? don't care. What's happened? I don't, I don't care because it's aesthetic. But, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't it, mind, but... There's a few things have... like that. Something else, people complaining that the scorched bats, like the big beasts or whatever, are just... Oh, it's just the dragon skeleton, but just like they took the wings off of the hid- hidden the wings, like they're using the rig of a dragon from Skyrim. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that okay, yeah, yeah, but like it doesn't matter because that's what game developers have always done is reusing assets. Yeah, that's, that's how fine. Engines yeah. work. Yeah, man, that's fine. I, my name is Matthew Callis, and I hate Fallout New Vegas because it reused assets from Fallout Three. No, what? No. That's not how it works. Oh, I hate Majora's Mask because it reused assets <laughs> from Ocarina of Time. So now they're both bad games. But no, that's not how it works. That's not... It's stupid that they're charging $82 if you wanted all of it, which would weigh you down and prevent you from playing the game anyway. <laughs> but 
I don't know. Overall, <laughs> I I mean, I've never been a big fan of Bethesda, and this game has just shown me that has just kind of proved to me, I suppose, that yes, they're really great at creating stories and characters. That's what they've always been really good at and, and pulled their audience in on. But it just their games are so technically incompetent. And it's it it shows through so much more with this because there's a little less story and a little less character to it. It's just multiplayer and it's broken. <laughs> Well, ha- well, hang hang on. I think I personally believe that Fallout seventy six is an innocent collateral damage in this battle, which is Bethesda is Bethesda has lost me uh, as I I I don't say I hate Bethesda, and if they release like another like because they do like Doom and Wolfenstein, like I, I'm I'm not gonna say oh don't get that game because Bethesda did it. Um, I just think. You know, this has really proven that they are just really in it for the money. Yeah. And so they're trying to charge as much as they can for, well, everything, so you can't get a refund, and, you know, $82 worth of clothes that cost them nothing to put in. Um, But to me, it's the biggest problem is the servers. Because I've noticed... So there's a glitch in the game where you... Wear pocketed leather armor, which increases your carry weight or something like that. Yeah. And so you take it on and off quickly. And Adrian used this because he's a sneaky little boy. (laughs) Uh, And it, like for the session, it will, if you take it on and off fast enough, it it permanently keeps it down. Yeah, it lowers your like maximum carry weight. So obviously. If you're like 150 out of 200, so your max is 200, you're currently holding 150, and you start doing it, it'll start going down, and then it goes like under 150. Now you're over-encumbered, so you've basically now committed to going below zero. And once it goes below zero, it goes into the negatives, and it must do the old classic wraparound in the code or something, but you're no longer over-encumbered, and you can't be because you can't be at maximum. Like, it just breaks the code. Um, and I found like, I did it once and I was like, oh, this is really fun. And we started playing and I picked, started just picking everything up. Right. And I wasn't becoming over encumbered, <laughs> but then I had to either, it was either a case of the game crashed or the server. I don't know. Something happened. We had to change servers. One of those things. <laughs> and then I loaded in and it was like, now I was like 300 out of 200 because I just picked <laughs> up stuff. I'm like, well now I have to do it every time. So whenever they patch that out. In you're, you're many messi- months, I'm stuck. You're screwed. <laughs> Apparently, like... they are going to fix it up in. They said nine days. They said the 11th of December. I think. Okay. There's a couple of patches coming for it. Um, is it too and late I'm though? No, I'm looking forward to it. I reckon with the right press, the right marketing, and the right apology, they can do it. Because again, like I said, Fallout 76 is an innocent. Because that glitch, I believe, is server side. Because stupidly. Everything is server side in this game. Yeah, there's a lot, and I don't like that. Like, I guess I can see where they're coming. I don't know how to develop a game, so I can't really talk that much smack. But everything is server side, and their servers are shitty. So things are glitching out, and it's purely the server. And I'm like, if they, that's not the game. Like, if you had say that there's a really big MMO, like think of all the big MMOs. 
and then the servers shut down over time or if Smite's servers like fully shut down, that doesn't make them a bad game. No, that's that's part of your game. If you can't get your servers or your game to communicate to the servers properly, that's part of the game experience. Like, either choose better server providers, your co- your network coding needs to be better, or uh, the way you're where you place where you've made the design decision to put things client or server side. That's all their decision. Like, this isn't just a case of oh, there's a lot of lag to the servers. This is like the decisions they've made in their networking have been bad and it all comes down to decisions when making when making any game and i think bethesda of the past they've made the decision to always go the route of like writers and sort of the game designers those departments get more resources more funding than their engine and their coding like those departments have been smaller and they've had to make that decision and it's paid off for them because we love the worlds they make, we love the stories and we forgive the jankiness. Now this time around, we know for a fact that there are no writers here. They didn't hire anyone. So they it didn't does... hire coders. Did they hire anyone to make this game? <laughs> it's very, like, I, I'm sure there's probably, like, story here and probably at least acceptable but it seems fairly phoned in it's just pick up a whole uh, a tape pick up a hollow tape pick up a hollow tape listen to someone on a hollow tape i will this admit would have that definitely is... benefit sorry this definitely would have benefited benefited from a few npcs and a few npcs would have worked out or i reckon a few because there is a point in the game so a lot of people are like there's no storyline and there's no npcs but the storyline is the point of why there's no npcs where you, like, our characters in the storyline are the first to receive the vaccination. I don't think you guys have got it yet, because um, I only just got it just now. But we're the first to receive the vaccination for a virus called the Scorch, which is why all the enemies are called Scorch, why the big boss is called the Scorch Beast, and it's a virus. And the storyline of, of Fallout 76 is... Like, we're in this beautiful wasteland right now, but there's this disease, and the canon storyline is we have to nuke everything here again to kill the Scorch Beast again. Uh, So that when, if you were to go here in the timeline of, say, Fallout 3 or Fallout 4, there'd be nothing, because we, as the players, had to nuke it again to prevent the Scorch Beast from destroying humanity, kind of thing. And so that's... That's good, and I understand why there's no NPCs, but surely there's a few creative ways around that. Like, uh, why can there not be a character in a hazmat suit who, like, feeds something out? How come we as characters can traverse this land almost infinite, like indefinitely until we get the vaccine? Like, that's a story quest that we haven't done for ages. We're not zombies. Honestly, it would make a bit of an interesting story to be like, there's a time limit. You have 24 hours to get to this part of the main quest or your character turns into a zombie. Uh, it would be bad and more people would hate the game because of it. But it, like, if the servers worked properly and I was able to digest this storyline without getting <laughs> kicked off the servers, it, it would be 
it would have been nicer. And I also think the same for the survival aspects. But then I end up just getting all my food spoiled because your food spoils over time, which I love and hate. Uh, but because it just keeps getting kicked out, it just keeps gone. And to not have NPCs is like if that's the choice, if that's why it makes sense in the story world, then so be it. But you can't listen to holotapes and read monitor screens like thoroughly. Yeah. When you're playing with other people, that's a very inconvenient, poor way of storytelling. That works when you're immersed as a single player. Yeah. As you found out with Morrowind and books. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe more, like, maybe more, um... I reckon just a sprinkling of NPCs, even if they're, like, robots. Like, because all the robots in this are dumb compared to, like, we got Mr. Handy, I think his name in Fallout 4, and he's pretty smart. He's pretty switched on. Why can't all of the robots in this game so far have just been like, I will buy your goods or I will kill you now. It's one or the other, and that's it. But uh, why isn't there a few robots to just... Ah, oh, this... Like there, I do remember one actually saying, "Ah, oh, the overseer expected you to come. They're dead now." Um, but why couldn't there be a robot there for you to actually look at and listen to, and to say these key things? Like, huh? Well, the the best robot that we had met was the one up in the woods above the airport, who's hanging out the projectron. with. Yeah, the Protectron yeah, yeah, yeah. who's hanging out with his, like, dead owner. Isn't yeah. he Mr. Fluffy? I think his name is yeah. Mr. Fluffy. He has a personality. He basically runs a bit of a quest. There should have been more of that because he's funny. Like, he has character and I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to interact with him. He wasn't just a computer screen or one selling me some guns. Yeah, that's th- there needs to be more of that. And that's... I would be fine if it was, like... We have NPCs, they're just all robots. Or but... I heard early on that they said they said straight up they're like there's no there's no people, there's no NPCs. But someone I swear said there are ghouls. And we know and so I thought that okay, well it would be fine, but especially because it's so early in people leaving the vault, I thought, are ghouls going to be NPCs? Have has anyone encountered anyone other than feral ghouls? Nope. No. 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 Because they're technically they're still the scorched, so the virus must still affect ghouls. Because that's all it is. Is they're they're just feral ghouls, but with the you look at their name tag and it says, "Hi, I am scorched." No, but there are ghouls as well. Are I have encou- okay. I have encountered feral ghouls and scorched as two separate things. Okay. I have yet to encounter a ghoul like. Uh, like characters throughout the previous games who you simply can talk to and they and they have their mind and they've been alive for like a hundred years waiting for everyone else i thought that was going to be in it yeah that that would make sense see there is a lot of things and this is like where the like was it a design choice or were they just lazy like because it make it sounds good when you hear it at first, like, oh, well, they're all dead. That's why there's no NPCs. And it's like, well, they could have had ghouls in it, but they didn't. And it's like, oh, well, then maybe that's just lazy. I think a better thing to do would have been show, don't tell. Like, if you walk into the room where the overseer is and you watch the overseer go, 
and then turns into a scorched and you're like, whoa, what just happened? And then, you know, you figure it out instead of just listening to their dead holotape message. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. You want to know my like major gripe with this overall is is that I I came in with low expectations because I'm not a big Fallout or Bethesda fan at all, but you guys are, and I was like, cool. It's it's being marketed as it's kind of being marketed as a survival game, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to play another survival game. It's Fallout, but I'll play with you guys because I like playing games with you guys, and I got it. And the survival aspect was almost nil, which is great because I was like, cool. Like you do have to think about water and food every so often, but it's not it's not like you have mm. to grow your own food like in Minecraft or like kill people for food and all that kind of stuff. It's like yeah. you pick up enough that you can like go, Oh, I need to eat now, eat like three different things, drink three different things, and then continue on. Good. And so I was like, Cool, it's not that survivally a game. And we did a really cool like it's almost like an MMO kind of thing where it's like we were walking through, we went to the airport and then it's like here's a new he's like a there's a bunch of scorched coming in, defend and you'll get rewards. I was like, cool, this is feeling good. But, and so playing like the first few hours together was like, this is actually, this could be really good. But then there's not much else to it. The game's crashed. The game's just underwhelming. And so I got excited playing the first couple of hours. And then I got disappointed because that's just the first couple of hours on repeat. That's what a lot of people who are in the post game have said as well. So I thought, yeah, I've heard the late game is pretty yeah. dodge pretty meh um i actually have bought this twice because i bought a copy for my partner and we've been playing and i actually gotta say playing for like a few hours like with someone who is in earshot and like you can kind of like i mean for a long stretch because we are us three we are the busy gamers so we you know we've always got like small segments where our gaming time can overlap and so it's a bit off on stunt, like jolted kind of thing, but a long session with someone was really fun. I have to say. And but like, it, to me, that goes go. to show that like the fun isn't in necessarily in the game; it's in playing with other people. In which case, you could play any other game. Is this game I, creating I can more play fun? Smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, in like this kind of survival slash somewhat MMO kind of fallout universe I, like i think this shows me the potential of a literally a fallout like fallout 4 but multiple players could that's be really was, good yeah that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking a good way like bethesda i know you're listening because we are the, definitely a very popular podcast and people are listening um would be simply to go if you own fallout 76 and fallout 4 you can play fallout 4 on multiplayer like that that would be it and that would be like that would be such a big thing and i think there would be enough people to go i hate fallout 76 because of what they did to me and my family but i'm willing to buy it so i can play fallout 4 with others um it but, would be that would that was what we were dreaming of basically yeah. and that it, i think it would be fine enough. I think being able to patch it in. And also, a lot of people are saying that there's features from Fallout 4 that aren't in this, which I can't... I honestly haven't played Fallout 4 in a long time. Like, I think I've played Fallout New Vegas most recently in comparison. So I was like, yeah, this is this is Fallout. And everyone online is like, they've gotten rid of this feature. And I'm like, what feature? I don't know. I do like that they kept in, uh, if you put in a name 
like one of the thousand names they recorded or whatever that still comes through but that's like a face value thing the games are still like i can only forgive so much uh bad game design and technical perspective when, when there's like so many like it's great they have it but when the game is this buggy it's not it's not it's not it's not enough to offset it it's a lot like no man's sky but there's only one planet and also when you're doing things together you're actually doing things together in no man's sky which i said was okay like we would be doing things in the same space but not on the same mission kind of thing yeah and like they're disconnected and there was and it honestly that got boring playing no man's sky like that because it's like well we're together but we're not together whereas in fallout 76 where you can actually do things together. Like when I was side by side, so things in boxes, items in boxes, um, they are independent to you. But things that are like on the table, like I was looking at a table and then my partner just straight up walked in, took the stuff on the table and I was like, what? I thought that was mine. And then I thought back to all the times that you guys were looking at something on a table and I just took it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh God, I'm a bad person. But... So being in this, essentially the same instance, that to me actually pushes it from like, yeah, it's, a, it's okay. Like, like it's a multiplayer experience. It's okay. To, oh, this is actually a good multiplayer game. Whereas single player, no, I wouldn't like, I think if you're planning on playing this alone, just don't. Stop. Don't do it. Go no. play Fallout no. New Vegas. Yeah, Fallout New Vegas is better than this. Uh, but speaking of instances in the game world, the best thing, because you sing along to the music when you're playing, but the music is instanced, so everyone's listening to the same song at the same time, so we're all singing Country Roads, Take Me Home. West that Virginia is, Mountain Mama. That is beautiful. That, that, was... song, that song's good, but, like, but it's been drilled into my head because the ads <laughs> on Twitch will just drive it home. It, like Twitch like does a run of ads that are the same ad for like two weeks. <laughs> and I just always just like go to load up a stream and then just take the home. Also- <laughs> it's also really weird that like, it's no. not it's not the actual version. It's a cover version. It's one of the yeah, only covers in a Fallout game. But I do like that the music is like everyone's experiencing the same music. I want to see like- a server of people singing along as like they yeah. nuke. A hole, a scorch. It sounds stupid, but it's actually such a like. What? Why does that increase? Like, it's almost a full point. Like, this game would have been six out of ten, but then this music, it's now seven out of ten. What? How? How did that happen? I don't know. <sighs> it's like I don't know. I haven't put a number on this yet. <laughs> I've been thinking about what this all comes down to, and a lot of it seems to be expectation and price tag because if this was like a 20 or 30 dollar game exactly i wouldn't feel so bad i i'm looking at the like sort of top survival games on steam okay so the like the best selling ones at the moment you're looking at uh the forest you're looking at raft rust uh arc survival evolved it's like those games, like Fallout 76, 
is not too is not too different from those games. Especially if you played Ark back in the day when it crashed all the time. Yeah, Ark was a <laughs> was a hunk of junk, and, <laughs> and that was like, also early access at the time. Yes, and a but, lot smaller and, price tag. And that's where I think it it's falling apart. That you can't, if, if, guys, you can't ask eighty dollars plus for a game that is only like of the quality of what non triple A labels are doing. I straight up think that if more than, uh, like, there should be a set number of people, and if they crash, like, if their game crashes on PlayStation and it's a AAA title, like, it should be, I don't know, almost like a lawsuit. Like, you should not be releasing a game that crashes that much. Like, I have had, out of the four people I know who've played, three have crashed. Michael, has your game crashed? No, mine hasn't. Okay, he's the one. He's the one that hasn't crashed. <laughs> Give me your copy. You have the best. You have the holy grail. <laughs> Quick, get him. <laughs> but like, we, I mean, if anyone wants, to, anyone wants to go back and look at our stream, we played it on Tuesday. Me and Matt played it together. Firstly, okay, I think it worked fine for a while. Uh, and there was like times where it's like frozen, but then we'll kick back in. And that's okay. At least the game didn't crash. But like you were playing, we were playing on the same server. I just clicked join a server at the start and then you joined me and the server was bad for you. Okay, fine. Oh, you so jumped bad. across to another one. I came across. Then we both crashed. You had problems. Like now, you would just intermittently yeah. be like, the server's not like connecting to you at the moment. You like, cannot move. You're yeah. being attacked. But the Get game fun. crashed like <laughs> three times in less than an hour, I think, on stream. Now, and we gave up and that played is, something else. <laughs> that is actually the, the airport. I don't know what the what the frick frack paddywhack is up with that airport, but the airport is where it has crashed. It's where you crashed. It's where I crashed, and then I went with my partner. She crashed, and then I crashed. That airport is bugged to hell. So there's two things that I seriously am like, this is what's broken with the game. One is the servers, right? And I, I tried to make an argument that that's not the game, but you're not taking it, so whatever. But what definitely 100% is the game is that airport. I don't know what is up with that airport. The plane smashes in and crashes you. That's what it is. (laughs) Um, I've also heard, like, obviously I didn't get late game. I'm level 10 or something. Someone, I I watched a a streamer and a content creator. They got to level 180. And they're like... Jesus. Yeah, they put a lot of hours. And they were like, there's this bug that you guys don't know unless you get to late game. There's this bug that you don't know if you don't do PvP. So like I was like, okay, it's not too bad because I've only crashed and I guess that's okay. But then I was hearing like there's bugs in like where guns will just stop doing damage. Like Yeah, that's you... uh, called running out of ammo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a bug. Um it just seems to be a lot more than I like I, I haven't accessed nearly enough of the game to yeah. know completely everything that's wrong. But it sounds but it's... like the the stuff I haven't gotten to is also just as dodgy i just think we need to stop circle jerking against the game itself and start really getting into the server because i watched someone playing this game and they were like oh what's what a joke Uh, because they there was a mole rat and if you play the game on a good server the mole rat will burrow into the ground and hide for a bit and then burrow back up Uh, but if you're on a bad server it looks like that the mole rat just disappears and so they were like, wow, this game's so broken that the monster disappears. And I was like, well, no. 
Yes and no. It looks like the monster's disappeared because it's obviously lagged at that second that it burrows into the ground. So we really, like, I, again, I I truly do think that as soon as they start paying for servers instead of relying on wind-powered windmills, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> wind-powered windmills. Wind-powered windmills. No. When they stop using the technology from 1776, yeah, it was good. Uh, but, like, again, like, that's part of their, like, they should have come up with oh yeah, either change where the server... Like where that animation comes from, it obviously must come from the server, like the instruction to, and it's like, well, that can be done client side, not server side. Uh, like everything about the online part of this is terrible. And yeah. while yes, the servers are bad, maybe wherever they're hosted, that's like the connection and their the decisions they've made on how the game sends their signals and where they come from is part of the game design. Let's talk We crash like Fallout. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Actually, can All we right. just cut from here? Just, we crashed just like Fallout. You... Oh, it broke. The, the technical server... issues are coming across <laughs> to the real life. So, to cut through, I don't know how that would have sounded. You may have heard spaces where you couldn't hear me. But I have a special... I'm going to bring up the mood a bit and talk to you now about a really good part of the game, which is the monsters. The monsters in this game are bloody fantastic. They are based on the cryptids, as Michael has uh, pointed out to me. So we've got the Mega Sloth, which is a three-toed sloth that's been radiated so hard he's now nine feet tall. And also, that does sound awesome. And also has mushrooms growing on the fur of its back. So it's a Pokemon now, <laughs> I realize. <laughs> uh, then there's the Gulper, which is a mutated salamander-like creature that can hang on trees and jumps on you and has more eyes than Rom the Vacuous Spider. Holy hell, that guy's creepy. Then there's the Grafton Monster, which the best way I can describe this is Grey Hulk, but without a head, and then kind of... But he's made out of putty, and then you've twisted him around a bit. It, it's a bit hard. So he is a uh, he's a human f- uh, forced evolutionary virus experiment. Then there is the Flatwoods monster, which is straight up, I swear to God, an alien. Uh, he's got a purple space helmet, which obscures its face, save for glowing white eyes. Ooh. And this guy can teleport while he's fighting you. Uh, then there's Wendigos, which are bigger, better ghouls, essentially, but less, ah, hey, small skin, and more, I'm going to kill you and then eat your dead body. Uh, there's the Mothman, which is less of a man and more of a moth that is huge and apparently, oh, dang, holy hell, you can actually, so you can worship the moth, right? And then you get to participate in a special event called the Path to Enlightenment or something like that. You need you or any friendly players who show up need to kill 50 fireflies and use their bioluminescent fluid to activate the lighthouse. And then you will summon the wise Mothman. He, this is a friendly and harmless version of the Mothman, which you can interact to commune with him. What? Is this Bloodborne? We have to do, Bl- this. We have to do- 
<laughs> and then one monster that I've met and is the reason that I found out that there are cool monsters is called the Snellygaster, which again is a which is in the Harry Potter universe as well. <laughs> so now we know what happens. This is the true crime of Grindelwald. Oh. Um, but instead of looking... Making Fallout, that was a crime. <laughs> that was the crime. <laughs> uh, but instead of being the uh, dragon-like creature that roams DC or something like that, I, I can't find the exact description, think more of a eldritch abomination straight up from the game Call of Cthulhu who comes out of a painting and tries to kill you. And that's the Snallygaster. And I fought him... He killed me because I got ganked by some Scorch who were attacking me. Uh, and then I respawned, and then I killed him and got my stuff back. But dang, that, like, it's the coolest thing. These monsters, in my opinion, ha- like, between the Instance world, these monsters, Matt says this is a good game. So what's, And what's your final thought on if this game, is this a game for a busy gamer? Oh, hell no. This is a multiplayer grind, my friend. It's not for a busy gamer at all. <laughs> you heard it here. I, I'm in a grants. I, I think it's definitely not a game for a busy gamer and possibly even not a game for a gamer. I think it's a game for a gamer. I think these servers are junk, but the game is good. The game does have a few parts where, yes, the game is broken, like the airport or where we... Everybody crashes in the airport. Um, but other than those, it's purely server. So my solution, everybody buy the game so that they get better servers. Duh. This, this, <laughs> if this game died tomorrow, I'd be happy. But I would like another attempt. Like, hopefully, they learn from their lesson and make, like, Elder Scrolls 6 a multiplayer mod. Like... Like GTA made GTA 5, but then GTA Online. Elder Scrolls 6, but then Elder Scrolls 6 Online. I feel like because they have Elder Scrolls Online, they're not going to try yeah, that. probably not, probably not. Uh, but they should have learnt from Elder Scrolls Online, and it doesn't look like they did. I'm going to play a little bit of Devil's Advocate, because I actually I don't think that it, it's too bad for a busy gamer. I think that they, that you can sort of pick up one night, even if you're by yourself, explore something. Don't expect too much from it. Uh, don't don't pay money for it. Steal it. Um, uh, even then, s- steal it from someone who's like, ah, yeah, you can take that. Um, so that they're not upset either. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that it there was nothing really getting in my way when it came to enjoying the game there just wasn't much of a game to enjoy it's different to say like a destiny where there are times where it's going you must be this level to do this please go away and grind there was the grind was quite natural just because i wanted to explore and then and then you can do the story missions that you pick up from the computers and stuff that gives you a bunch of xp so i don't do feel like the game was blocking me like holding me back and telling me to sink hours and hours and hours into it it's just the kind of game that is going to require a lot of time because it's a Bethesda game um, it's an RPG that's this... what like they are yeah so. though they can't really explain why it needs to take this much time 
when it's as empty as it is. Yeah, I think as well, because I've always said that there's a lot of different kinds of being a busy gamer. Like there is the kind of busy gamer who has only like one hour a night, but then there's the other kind of busy gamer that has, you know, uh, five hours, but only one day of the week. And I think if you're the latter and if you have friends who will play with you, I think this is definitely will actually be a good experience. And there you have it. Fallout 76, two weeks after it released. These are our thoughts. Let us know what you think, as the rest of the internet has. Quick review roundup. I enjoyed looking at this. Uh, <laughs> GameSpot, 4 out of 10. Uh, video Gamer, 4 out of 10. Games Roto, 2.5 out of 5. 2 out of 5 by The Guardian. 2 out of 5 by US Gamer. This game is comfortably sitting below 50%. Big. Yeah, it's, a, it's about average. Like... Like the things that hold it up are the the cool world and friendly and playing with friends and stuff. Too bad that it loses so many points for just not working. Essentially, big oof. Uh, it has a yeah user score on Metacritic of two point six. Oh, eight hundred and twenty-seven. Here's the thing though: eight hundred and twenty-seven people have made this negative thing. Uh, but I really there is a big circle jerk. And the circle jerk should be more against Bethesda because they definitely, as a as an ex Bethesda fanboy, they definitely deserve the fact that they're getting. But Fallout seventy six, at Fallout seventy six, the game, the, the smaller brother is innocent. The bigger brother, Fallout seventy six, the servers deserves to go to jail because this, this is a trash. We need new servers. He's in a bad home. His parent, the server, is is yes. bad. You know, you can't blame him for what he's doing at school. You got to you got to look further back. Dang, what's happening? That's actually a pretty good analogy. What's his home life like? That's that server space. That's no place for a kid like seventy six to live. Just give him time. He might get there. You know, he can be anything <laughs> right now. <laughs> but those definitely need to really consider their options over the next uh, few years, yeah. especially with like. A lot of people were hyped for Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, now they're not. I think it's uh, people are very wary now, and people will because seventy six was so buggy because it was missing the greatest part of Bethesda: amazing like storytelling and characters, which they just specifically chopped out. People have like really noticed and are going to even look even harder at six and at Starfield. It's very important they make sure their games are run perfectly, but also could... have their amazing story. If you could name something you want from 76 and a time frame in which you will accept it, what would it be? In what capacity? In uh, what would you like to see in the game that will make it better in your eyes and by what point would you like to see it? Because I was thinking about, we got No Man's Sky next and that revamped the game completely, but it was a little bit like too little too late. Mm. So what do we need, say, do we need a big change in the next six months and what is that change? I think, okay, that might be a better question to ask Matthew because I was never a Bethesda fan anyway. This game more just solidified the fact that I don't like Bethesda and less made me lose faith in them. Uh, so I'm like, my 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 comment would be uh, a functioning game 
in a time frame of on release. Uh, Matthew might have a better response. <laughs> well, that actually is pretty good. I like that answer. Um, I would say just simply better servers could help, but I would say change the way that things are, like where the controllers, like it almost seems sometimes in order to press start on the menu, it all, it has to go, hang on, let me check with the server if that's okay. No, don't do that. I press start, I get the start menu. That's how this works. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... <laughs> so, and then also going into Pip-Boy, there's always that second of lag and I don't know why. And so there's all this data that you have to ingest in the form of holotapes or things to read. And they're a chore to re-listen to or re-read. So I would say a good way to do that would be to have them kind of like on easy access, like have a in your inventory space have a main quest thing like you've got favorites i don't think in the actual options but so you have favorites and then you should also have a main quest thing so that you can go like what am i doing and it's always in the most recent category kind of thing like sorted by uh, recent so that you can go wait what what even is this thing listen oh dang this there is a storyline I've I've just I've just been from software. I thought there was none, but it's it's really deep. Oh my god! I would say that if they can do it, if they can do it in six months, which I know they can't, but if they could, if by June of next year they could release like a semi expansion that just sort of just adds a bit of something. I feel like this game could be something if they really yeah. look at it in terms of like chapters and have the chapters come out with like a steady flow. So if they said in six months time, like, hey, sorry about like the first six months if you didn't enjoy it, but like here is chapter two. You're saying that in the story you have to like nuke the world to stop the scorched they could use that story yeah. excuse to help reset the world yeah that's actually what i was thinking i was thinking they could like release the expansion or hopefully free as well uh and then go um simply go uh enough people have killed the scorch beast so now there are npcs because the virus is gone yeah so people are surviving now I think they need to look at how WoW have done it, how the game has actually, the world of the game has changed, not just new things being added. They've had events. So that's what I think. In six months' time, have an event and begin Chapter 2. That's the only way I see this game being saved. If it takes 18 months, maybe within a year they'll be okay, but if it takes 18 months to two years... They won't even get there. Yeah. At this rate. Yeah. Uh, one last thing that they could definitely do, a hundred percent, to just get sales would be port uh, Tale of Two Wastelands, Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas bundle. Right. If you bought Fallout seventy six in twenty eighteen, you get this for free. If you buy Fallout seventy six, like. Uh, up until I don't Ever? know. <laughs> uh, I, I was gonna say like uh, I don't know June 
then you can get like a good 80 to 60% off. Uh, and then that would incentivize people to buy Fallout 76. And then they go, then they're like, well, I bought this, so I may as well play it. And then they play it and they go, wow, they've updated it. They've done good. Well, there you go. Nice. Appease me, Bethesda. You, you, they, I think they do have to win back a little bit of customer uh, trust after this. Uh, but we hope you trust us after this episode. Uh, don't forget that our next two weeks episode will be uh, Pokemon Let's Go. Either Pikachu or Eevee, that's on you. Uh, but until then, I've been Adrian. I've been Matthew. And I've been Michael. Thank you very much. I um, don't want to set the world on fire because it already is. Is that, is that, oh my God, <laughs> Todd Howard just looking out his office window with that on? I don't want to set the world on fire. Bethesda. Bethesda never changes. Beastie Boys in the game now is good. What? The Beastie Boys? Yeah, they're in the game. Their music is? Yep. What song? Um. Oh, I'm trying to think now. I can't find it. Because uh, that was another thing I noticed that uh, this game confirms that time did keep progressing. Like, not all cultures stopped. Because we've got some of the newest songs we've ever, ha- ever had in a Fallout game. I swear it was Beastie Boys. Uh, yeah, it can't be. Butch yeah, P. A little too advanced. Can you not? You gotta fight for your right to stay alive. 